Phoenix Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Kosher. This guy uh, right here. That's Sean DePause. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. It's time for another walk of shame, Sean. Yeah, it is. Because Arizona State ran out of steam in the team's 24-21 loss to the Cal Golden Bears. Uh, the defense couldn't get off the field in the fourth quarter. The offense had a chance to capitalize on some red zone opportunities uh, and just didn't get it done down the stretch. We've obviously got a jam-packed post-game show for everybody today. Sean, before we get into uh, really, I guess, the thick of the game, just the immediate aftermath uh, or, I guess, feeling that you've got. Um, it's. I mean, it was a deflating loss. Like I tweeted out, it was another game that they could have and should have won that they did not. Um, <clears throat> didn't feel, again... Like they lost to a team that was leaps leaps and bounds better than them. Yeah, it just they just didn't do and they just didn't do enough. <laughs> like the team just wasn't wasn't good enough. I'm kind of with Donald. Like I don't really know what to say about it because it was just another one of those games that didn't really like. Even though ASU was in it the whole time, it did very little to inspire like any kind of emotion for most of the game. It was. At least good emotion. Yeah, it was just kind of a sad, depressing game. Mm. And you could see there there have been post game shows where we we've sat here and been like, okay, this is the the few things that you could change uh, to to really give ASU a fighting chance. The, now you've gotten to a point where we talk about keeping a game close. Obviously, a, a three point loss for ASU. We knew all week that thirteen and a half points was going to be. Uh, it felt like too many points. Yeah, for sure. Um, and when it came to the spread, but just. Looking at this game, a couple things obviously stand out, right? The game is won and lost in the fourth quarter. The defense couldn't get off the field in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was some 15-plus play drive. I, mm -hmm. I want to say a six-minute yep. uh, and change drive for Cal uh, into that fourth quarter. And, you know, credit to, to their coaching staff for obviously taking note that ASU was already banged up mm -hmm. and they took more injuries, uh, especially in that second half to key guys, Anthony Cooper, Chris Edmonds, Trey Brown, obviously, uh, it, it, they just got beat up, and Cal absolutely took advantage of it. And then on the flip side, when the ASU defense was able to get that stop at the one-yard line, the offense uh, kind of stalled mid midway uh, through that drive with about a minute left uh, in the game, unable to convert that fourth and four. And it was just, it was tough, obviously, the fourth quarter, but a big part of, I think, the story for this game is just the the, the field position mm. that Cal got to start in. Uh, it seemed like every single drive, they were at least starting at the 30, uh, their own 30, or somehow getting the ball on ASU side of the field because of a failed fourth down or something like that, or a bad punt, mm -hmm. whatever. On the flip side, Cal, uh, I mean, they just won the special teams battle in terms of punting. And, you know, <laughs> special teams rarely, I feel like, is the reason that a team can win a game. And I don't necessarily think that special teams is the reason Cal won this game, but it's hard if you watch the entire game uh, to not point out the the discrepancy when it came to, to starting field position. Yeah. I'm really annoyed. I just really don't want to, I'm tired of the shit. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, punting this, that just not been good enough on this team. Um, like you said, I, that's, I don't think it's, enough for it to really affect how this game turned out, but it's still like, it's just another one of those things that this team just can't seem to figure out for some reason. Um, but like, I don't know. Ultimately Cal was better in like every way they, 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 I mean, they first forced a turnover. They, 
score more points offensively. They were better on special teams with the exception of that one big EKB return. Like, I don't know. And again, it didn't feel like it didn't, it, I, even though Cowell is better, it didn't feel like they were better. I just feel like ASU just wasn't like they weren't doing anything. Every time it's like ASU put together plays, they put together drives where it was like, okay, they're clearly the better team here. Um, but they just didn't do that consistently enough for it to obviously lead to a win. Um, I don't know, man. Like it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say about the loss of this team anymore. Cause I uh, kind of like you said earlier, I don't really know what the problem, I don't know what the problem is. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. Someone said in the chat, a quiet three forty four um, from Trenton. Like, I don't know if that was actually what he ended up with, but um, like, it, yeah, three forty four, three forty four. Yeah, like it is. I don't know, man. Like this team is even when they're good, they suck, and that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, it's 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 weird, man. It's so damn weird. I think again, you you don't want to put a lot of it. You don't want to put too much of it on the injuries. Um, but this team, man, is, is absolutely banged up with injuries. And you saw yeah. it again. Like yeah, you, I mean, you saw true. offensively how many or defensively how many guys went down key guys, right? I mean, left tackle hurt. Your court Trenton got hurt. Uh, there was a point where we thought Conover was gonna have to come to the game. Starting like, middle linebacker hurt. Yep. One of your rotational defensive linemen hurt. One of your starting defensive backs hurt. Yep. Not like, to mention they played without Jordan Clark today. Yep. Like it was just it feels like every single week it is just a truckload of injuries for this team, and they're not injuries to guys that are rotational usually. Yeah. Like the amount of injuries that are <clears throat> affecting this team in the two deep is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Jacob making a good point too. Like it, 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 that makes it so much harder to identify. Yeah, what's wrong with this team because it's like it's so hard for them to gain any kind of momentum and get a really good look at what they're capable of. When every time something happens, um, they or every time they, they start gaining some momentum, something bad happens, um, and so yeah, it, it's one of those things where like you, I, I think you know maybe if they weren't having all these injury problems, they would be able to win games. But I also think like if they, the injuries are a problem, but they're not enough of a problem where they can't like they can't they shouldn't be able to overcome them. All right, like the, the guys that are playing are still plenty of talented, plenty talented enough to win games. Um, and it's just, it's very frustrating. I mean, what? Scat ended the first half with 19 carries, right? 17. 17 carries ended with 24, I think. Yeah, 24. 24. Total like, that's not good enough. And I understand that they were behind, um, but like, they got, they just got again away from the run a little bit too much after Scat was super involved in the first half. Um, I just don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm having a tough time really understanding some of the rotational situations going in to this game, especially, especially in the backfield Yeah, with, with scat getting 24 carries. Like I know he's your bell cow. Kyson Brown got a single carry. Uh, no Tevin white today. No, uh, Javen Jacobs again. Uh, like there are just, I, I just have so many question marks as to like your team is consistently getting beat up. Yeah. And you want to keep your running back fresh. Okay. I get that. But why aren't we allowing guys like Kyson Brown, Javon Jacobs, and some of these other guys, Tevin White, to just show something, right? To just just throw him in there. And at this point, you have nothing to lose, right? You literally have nothing to lose now when it gets to this point in the season because Cal was your last realistic win, right? Now you've got Colorado, which uh, the score against USC is doesn't really tell the full story of that game, but it doesn't take away the fact that Colorado's offense is humming right now. 
regardless of how bad their defense is. Oh, I mean, they put up six points last week. I wouldn't necessarily call that humming, but they I did mean, have a good output today. Yeah, 40, what, 41 points against yeah, Shitter had today? four touchdowns, 300 some yards. Like, he was very good today. So you can make the argument that that's going to be a back-and-forth competitive game, but Colorado l- looks like they're the better team. Then you get yeah. a bye week. This team is desperate. crawling. Desperate for bye week. Is bear crawling to this bye week. They need it so, so desperately. Um, and then, then it doesn't get easier. Then you got Washington. Then you got Washington State. Although, again, last team to beat them. Um, it yeah. just doesn't look good. No, yeah, don't like. Yeah, it, it does look real bleak. Um, I yeah, I don't know because you again. I don't think the, the injuries are. I do think they make it harder to identify what the problem is, but I don't think the injuries in and of themselves are the problem. So it's not like you're waiting for. Your starting like your star quarterback to come back or something like that, which I mean, granted, there's obviously a lot of injuries in the quarterback room, but it's not like this offense has looked really all that powerful with any of them. Um, and so it's like there's not a whole lot of reason to think that it's going to get better other than the fact that it just like should because they are. I mean, Danielle was joking about it before, like just play better, <laughs> like like it just kind of like it kind of just feels like they just need to play better. They they have shown on plenty of occasions that they are talented. Like they can make big plays and they just don't. And I'm not really sure why. And that is what is most frustrating about this is it doesn't seem right. Like it's not. It's not like it's not like this was a game where they turned the ball over eight times. Uh, I mean, obviously, they had no answer for Ott, the cow running back, which is frustrating um, because that offense became super predictable and they still really didn't have anything, especially in that fourth do quarter. anything about it. Yeah. Um, I don't when know. You know, what's coming. Yeah. They you just know it's coming. Yeah. They just, this is just not a team that is at a spot where they can execute when they need to. And that's ultimately, I think what it comes down to is this just a lack of execution in very crucial moments. Um, and you're not going to win games when you're dealing with all the other stuff that ASU is dealing with. And you also are not uh, executing in your own right. What was an, I'm, if I'm looking at it correctly, that last cow drive was 18 plays yep. and six minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. Like that is just, and, and, they and just, they're was, just running the ball. Well, and that was a drive where they had a couple of occasions, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, to get out of the drive. Right. Yeah, that, 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 that was missed the Edmonds, opportunity with the sack. The, and the, the pass interference. Yeah. Like that's. That again, it's that you're not executing, and that was a much more excusable last week when you're playing a quarterback like, like uh, Caleb Williams, obviously. But and the quarterback that Cal had today was he like he was solid. He's obviously incredibly fast, incredibly quick, but still, obviously not Caleb Williams. Like you got to, you have to again, you have to execute. Um, so they didn't. No, by no means. Let's go ahead and take a look. At some of the numbers, obviously the the only one that matters is that final score: twenty four for Cal, twenty one for the Sun Devils. But in terms of total yards, four hundred and thirty for ASU to Cal's three twenty six uh, through the air. Trent Borgay uh, and Cam Scadabo combining for three hundred and sixty two yards through the air. Cal just a buck thirty. Then you get to some third down conversions here: three of fifteen for the Sun Devils to Cal's seven of eighteen. And then in the red zone, I know it says three of four. For Cal and 404 for Arizona State, but that is kind of skewed given the fact that ASU had to settle for a couple field goals uh, when in reality it looked like they were either going to get a touchdown from Elijah Badger um, that was mm-hmm. thrown from Cam Scadaboo, or um, there was another, uh, I believe, a false start 
that ended up having ASU to, to settle for a field goal. So just some missed opportunities. But Sean, that that third down percentage right there is just tough to look at. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the frustrating part, again, with like the, the four for four, because they show that when they get they can get the ball to the red zone, they can they're getting points out of it. But they just haven't been able to do that. Like they can't sustain drives. And again, not going to be easy to win games like that when you're not able to to kind of break their will a little bit by converting some of those third downs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ASU, again, ASU just didn't execute enough. Like, they just did not, they just didn't do it. They didn't do their job. <laughs> they, they, got do bullied. Their jobs. they got bullied in the fourth quarter. Cal did their jobs. ASU did not. Like, ASU had plenty of opportunities to win this game, and they just didn't get it done. Uh, plenty of momentum. Yeah. That's like a half with the, the defensive stops and all that stuff. Offense felt like they were moving at certain points. Obviously, the scat had that 65-yard um, reception. The, the EK touchdown or the EK long catch, uh, the two-point conversion that they ended up getting off a touchdown. Like, they had a lot of opportunities to really carry momentum um, through this game, and I just don't think they did a good enough job, um, like you said, executing. But it's I, I get credit to Cal. Cal bullied them in the fourth quarter. That's, that's what it felt like Ott. watching it. That's what it felt like watching the game. I mean, the whole game, they kind of got bullied. Ott ran for, what, 156 yards? 165 65. yards. Yeah, like, you're not winning a whole lot of games when a running back rushes for 165 yards. But it felt yards. less bullying to me throughout the game when it was back and forth. Yeah, okay, like, Or it's like, you know, it's still a four-point game. That last drive was like everybody watching, everybody in the stadium, everybody everywhere knew that they were going to hand the ball to Ott. Everybody knew. and. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything to stop it. That's no, just, that's six just yards bad. per carry. That's like, unacceptable. Yeah, like it was. They didn't have an answer for that, and I think we had kind of going into that game like that was that was the most dangerous part of their offense, and they didn't really have an answer for it. And that I don't think you can put on the players all that much. That definitely seems like a kind of game plan kind of thing, because at a certain point, if they keep on doing the same thing over and over again, and you don't have an answer for it, I mean, I don't think that's on the players. No, you got to adjust. Um, so. Uh, it is. It was like a wholesale failure, as far as I'm concerned for ASU. Like, uh, I mean, we we were listening to some some post game sound from Trent right before we went live, and like he, he talked about the, throwing the interception in the fourth quarter. Like, uh, obviously, big penalties uh, on the the Elijah touchdown that got called back on the the that fourth quarter drive with the big pass interference after they were about to get off the yeah. field. Like. Every no one, and then again the injuries, which is no one's fault, obviously. But it was just a a really a wholesale failure um, from ASU, which sucks because there were so there were a lot of moments in this game which were like fucking yeah yeah like I I mean Trent Borgay mossed a, a, a linebacker from Cal that should have that should have been that should be the only thing we're talking about right now. That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Our quarterback went out and mossed somebody. And then they went three and out in that drive um, because, again, every time they had any kind of momentum, they shot themselves in the foot and killed it. Just and, mental errors. Yeah. And, and that was that's what killed. That's what's killed this team For a years. lot over the last few years. Right. And, and now and it seemed early on in the season like that wasn't necessarily going to be the issue. And to see it rear its ugly head again is definitely concerning. Um, so. Again, I think there. I don't. I think it's hard to identify exactly what the problem is, but there, it, it is certainly easy to identify certain things that are problems, and like that's one of them. So, 
hopefully that's something they can address um and they can right like even if they're not beating these teams you would uh, you'd much rather see performances like you saw against Utah or a geez, USC that felt encouraging and felt yeah. exciting than this one that e even when they they felt like they were in it it didn't feel all that encouraging um so hopefully they can make those those adjustments and stop shooting themselves in the foot look there are three plays that that just absolutely change this game entirely you look at the Trenton Borgay interception that yeah. put Cal in phenomenal field position to go ahead uh, and add to their lead on ASU side of the field there's that play. There is the 12 men on the field on offense in the red zone that wiped away the Elijah Badger touchdown. ASU, I believe, ended up either settling for a field goal after a penalty. Um, and then the third one to me is that pass interference. Yeah. Um, when they couldn't bring down Jackson. Which was in the fourth quarter a, of that six minute drive. A completely unnecessary yeah, pass interference. Man. Like uh just mental errors. Uh, I think that was that was admins, right? Who Got to uh, a receiver. I think it was Ed Woods. Ed Woods was about to, yeah. Um, before the ball ever got, like the ball was never getting to him. It ended up getting deflected before it got to him, but um, after he had committed the pass interference. So it, yeah. And again, another just mental error that this for, this team is clearly not good enough to be able to overcome. Yeah. Um, right. You saw USC make a handful of errors last week, but that is clearly a team talented enough to overcome those errors. Not the case for, for ASU. So, um, it's it's very tough. Um, yeah, it's, again, ASU just did not do their jobs. Yeah, Eric in the chat, I said days before the game that Jaden Ott was mm -hmm. one of the best running backs in the Pac-12 and that ASU had to focus on stopping him and make Cal throw the ball they tried, uh, but just couldn't contain Ott. Yeah, at a certain point, I mean, you look at Jackson's numbers, he didn't do anything crazy. Like, he shouldn't have been the quarterback on the winning side today. I believe he completed 40% of his passes. Uh, he looked uncomfortable. I mean, look, you, you, you want to find any credit uh, from from Brian Ward's defense, it's that they got him moving around. Yeah. Now sometimes kind of uh, he took advantage of that. Though, yeah. But it's just again, you you got to do better when everybody in the stadium knows that Ott's going to get the ball, and they just simply couldn't capitalize. But ASU had a player of the game themselves. We'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Foco. They are the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories toys, collectibles, novelty items, all of the things. A lot of the, the toys and stuff that you see in this studio or in the studio that we have um, over in Studio B, a lot of it is from FOCA. They've got some really, really dope stuff. And playoff baseball is right around the True. corner, guys. So they've got everything you need in terms of Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for maybe a Diamondbacks postseason game. Mm -hmm. It could be a lot yes, of fun. Sir, yes, yes, sir. Clinch today. Let's please, Let's do it. for the love of God, Let's clinch do it. today. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Go ahead and use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. I'm fighting for my life over here with Are an eyelash good? in my eye. Oh, no. Oh, I think we'll be okay. You got this. Oh, I believe in you. I'm strong. Um... Power through. I'm I was going to lose because I don't lose. That's fair. Even to my eyelash. I'm not going to lose to you either. Um, to me? To you, to the, the, the viewers, to anybody. Um, because you do have a chance to compete against us in our uh, weekly pickaxe and NHL survivor contest for everyone to participate for real money with our family over at Splash Sports. Yeah. You can head to splashsports.com slash PHNX and sign up. Deposit cash to get started. And it's just $5 to enter. 
PHNX Weekly Pickaxe Contest and PHNX Survivor Contest. Um, we're going to have contests all year long, so make sure you keep that link handy. Uh, head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, So, and we are super stoked to compete with, and more importantly, against all of y'all. Um, so be sure to click the link in our description. Do it. Do it now. Splash right. Sports. Sean, there was, it. for the majority of this game, it felt like there was two players kind of going back and forth that could potentially get bottle service. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to the one that did win bottle service, Trenton Bourget yeah. had an opportunity, I feel like, to really change the course of the ASU season on that last drive, unable to convert that that fourth and four, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, with about a minute left in the game, although he did have himself a day passing for over 300 yards. He had the rushing touchdown, the big catch. What did you see from Bourget today? I mean, it was, it, I just saw Trenton Bourget. Like, yeah. it was the Trenton Bourget that I think we came to came to expect by the time last year last season came to an end um just like 344 yards and, and like we said earlier a very quiet 344 yards is just he does it it's, it's every every time he plays it's a quiet 300 yeah it's, like, it's exactly yards. what you've come to expect from him he just like he, by and large obviously had a very poor or an interception at a very poor time but like by and large is not doesn't really like lose you games you're going to need big plays from other people to win games um but he usually is not the reason you're going to win game i mean not the best game that we've seen from trenton Bourget by any means but like it also was still a very strong performance from um yeah i mean there's a reason that so many asu fans were kind of chomping at the bit for him to be the starter right like yeah. they the, there's a lot of people who wanted to have been for and, and some for for some stupid reasons but some for for some understandable reasons and this is why, right? He is just a very good game manager. Um, you saw the ball actually get into the hands of some of our playmakers. Um, obviously, Elijah had an opportunity to make a big play. We saw a few receptions from our, our boy Jalen. Um, it was who ended up leading the, the team in receptions, actually. Yeah, yeah. six receptions. So um, that was good. Like, I think, again, what you were looking for from Trenton, we had talked about it earlier in the week, is getting the ball to those, especially those two guys that he had a relationship with last year in Elijah and and uh, Jalen. He did that, so um, that was it, it, encouraging to see. For you, if Drew Pine is healthy and ready to go next week, do you stick with Trenton? I do. Yeah, I think so. I just Trenton. This is, uh, yeah, I think so. I just. I don't. I just don't trust Drupon at this point. Yeah. Like uh, this is the this is the first game that I can say since Rashada went down that quarterback play is not like the reason they lost the game. Uh, yeah. So I I yeah I, I'm sticking with Trenton. He he just has been today was it was the most effective I've seen either of the backup quarterbacks be. I'm with you. I think Trenton Borgay has to get the start next week. Uh, but a big part of the ASU offense wasn't just Trenton Borgay. It was the man who's getting bottle service, and that is none other than Cam Scadaboo. This guy does dog. everything for ASU. That's a great picture of him, too. Four carries, 59 yards. He had a touchdown, four receptions, 98 yards. He had a pass. He technically had two passes, yeah, but one, one got called back. Bad. It was that touchdown to, to EK. Uh, what'd you see from, from Scat? Uh, more Cameron Scadaboo. I mean, it was he does everything. He's uh, at this point clearly the most important player on this offense. Like he's just involved in everything, um, involved in, in yeah, this team's leading receiver as far as receiving yards went, and obviously the team's leading rusher. Um, they, I mean, when they need big plays, he's the guy they turn to. They turn to him on the goal line, and that obviously the the 
Badger touchdown that got called back. They turned to him early in the game to throw the ball to his quarterback, which again was one of the was coolest crazy. plays I've ever seen in football. Um, like he is, he uh, he is the reason that this team has had a chance to win every game they've played. Yeah, right. Like they even even though the season hasn't, like that's the one thing I think we kind of lose sight of is even though the season hasn't been good. They have been in every game they've played with the exception. I mean, even the Fresno State game, they ended up getting shut out. But for the majority of that game, it still felt like they had a chance. Yeah. If they managed to get some points on the board. Um, and that's because of uh, of Cameron Scadaboo. Like, he he is the reason that they they are made, they managed to stay in a lot of these games. So, shout out Scat. Yeah, Scat is... I said it last week, and I'm going to continue to say it, man. If you're an opposing defense, Scat is just a guy that you don't want to tackle. You no. don't want to tackle him in the fourth quarter. This is not a guy that you want to see well, I mean, at any time. You gave props to one of the defensive players. I think it was number 15 at one point. Yeah, for just sitting in there. He literally just sat it. in there and, and he just took the took Scat's shoulder pad straight to the solar plexus. And he didn't and, bring him down. He just held him long enough yeah, for two for other, other people, Powell defenders to take him down. Yeah, because and, it, and that's kind of what you have to do. With the yeah. Like this. And you're not, if it's one-on-one, Cam is winning. Yeah. He, he's going to win. Um, Bo Baldwin said it a few weeks ago. Cam is different than a lot of backs because he brings his own block. Like he is one of the yeah. few running backs that he's a bulldog. Yeah, no, you he don't is. take him down. Like no, you, you don't. Not one person. No, and even and he, multiple. He's his balance is is, is ridiculous. unlike anything I've seen. Um, he he is really a it, it is really a, a one of a kind. Luke in the chat, twenty nine nothing loss, and still in it is definition of eternal optimism. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a two possession game at, 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 in the third quarter. So like it was not like it was. The defense was just holding a field goal. After yeah, field goal after I mean, goal. they were still in it in the sense that it, they weren't getting blown out. They were not by any means in it in the sense that I thought they could win that game still. Um, because if you watch that offense for the first half of that Fresno State game, there was no reason to believe that they were going to win at all. Um, but they 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 have managed to stay in a lot of games. No, absolutely. Um, Scat was a big part the scoreboard. of this game, obviously, uh, offensively. Uh, and moving forward, but there were some other guys who definitely had themselves some solid games, some solid performances from guys that maybe we didn't expect. Uh, let's see this week's heat index, uh, starting on the defensive side of the ball with linebacker Caleb McCullough. Uh, this is a guy that I feel like ASU fans haven't heard a whole lot about. And the mm -hmm. reason that he was really thrust in action this week is because Will Sha Schaefer uh, left the team and entered the transfer portal with or left the team with intentions to enter the transfer portal. Obviously, Trey Brown went down at a certain point in the game, but the linebacker room is thin. And Caleb McCullough come up, came up multiple times. Uh, I can remember specifically that sack that he had, I want to say, in the first half as the on Cal's last possession in the first half, where it ended up being like second and 25 or second and 30 afterwards. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy that really surprised me and kind of caused havoc for Cal's offense. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is what we had talked about uh, when the, the, the news of Schaefer leaving the team first drop, right, is... It was going to be an opportunity for somebody else, and you saw that today. I, I mean, I think one of the benefits of this defense not having a whole lot of star power, especially when guys like Jalen Clark aren't playing, or geez, Jordan Clark aren't playing, yeah. um, is that it kind of like anyone can kind of step up, yeah. and, and McCall was that today. Again, they were very much in this game. Um, they gave up three touchdowns. Sucks. Um, but again, the, this was another game where the defense looked as good as they could look considering the position they were put in. Right. Yeah. Again, I don't think they were put in a very good position to, to stop the run at all, but all things considered to, to be in this game while giving up 165 yards to 
uh, uh, the other team's running back is is still a testament to some of the the, the talent that is on this defense. Yeah, McCola, seven total tackles, three solo, one sack, two TFLs, one pass breakup, and a QB hurry. Uh, he definitely stuffed the stat sheet. Uh, moving to the offensive, Sean Mallory, four TFLs. Shot oh, out. Yeah, he no, he had himself a game too, and yeah. really that was from the start of the game. Yeah, too. Uh, but offensively, some guys that definitely uh, deserve some love as well, and that he did eat index. Uh, Geo Sanders, really from from the start of this game, Geo uh, felt like a, a security blanket mm-hmm. for Trenton Borgay. He, they used him out of the backfield, which is I think the first time we've really seen him do that. But it was nice to see a, a wide receiver not named Ek or X kind of carry the offense or do a little bit of something. Yeah, but again, I don't think it's a coincidence. This is a guy that was on the roster last year. Yeah, um, and a guy that that Trenton knows a little bit uh, i think uh again that was one of the things i had said kind of coming into this game is is looking at him to go to those guys that he had a connection with last year and obviously that was more geared towards jalen and and ek but yeah um geo falls in that camp too obviously and that's i think part of why you ended up seeing him have a big game right second in the team in receptions with five uh 33 yards um he, yeah, I just think you had a, a number of guys that Trenton knew he could trust in a system that he probably hasn't had a whole lot of time to get comfortable in. Or he's had time, but like considering the injuries and everything getting tossed around, like there's been no consistency there. So um, for him to have somebody like, like Geo today was huge. And again, another reason why they were able to kind of stay in this game. Yeah, absolutely. The last person on the heat index, somebody we've already talked about, Trenton Borgay, uh, old reliable. I mean, I think last year or leading up to this year, we were doing quarterback comparisons, and he just reminds me so much of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like, he is, he just does enough. He does yeah. enough. Obviously, it wasn't enough today for ASU to get the dub, but, like, again, it it felt like a game where it wasn't, I know there were missed opportunities, some some um, very untimely, tough plays for ASU and Borgay, uh, but I, it never felt like he was the reason that this is the team this is the guy that lost the game for no. him. Yeah, I really wish he hadn't thrown that interception late because it would have been a lot easier to, to say that. Um, I, I do still feel like it's true, but um, yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I, like we said, I think Trenton should hold on to this job um, until he, he gives you a reason to give it up or, or to take it from him. And yeah. I don't think that's by any stretch of the imagination what you saw today. Like, again, you saw a quarterback that did up again until up until that interception at least did what he could to keep the the team in the game. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it, at a certain point, they are going to need more elevated quarterback play. Um, but for w- the situation they're in right now and what this team is right now, like Trenton did more than enough to give this team a chance to win. Um, yeah, I so. think that's a perfect way to put it is he gave the team a chance to win. We're at in previous weeks, depending on the quarterback play, it, it was felt like it's hurting. Almost, yeah. yeah, it was hindering yeah. their ability to win. Jacob, uh, in the chat, one positive, this team refuses to let obstacles slow them down. They go out there and they play hard. Um, I agree, and I, I think Kenny has said on multiple occasions, specifically this week, that nobody cares about your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about the amount of injuries. Um, I will say, you know, it's great that they're not letting the obstacles slow them down, but Kenny will be the first one to tell you that's not enough. You got to go. In. This is a results-based industry. You win or... Yeah. There's I everything mean, else. The obstacles have kind of slowed them down. Though. They're they're one and four. <laughs> like they, you know, it's not. They're they just aren't in a great place right now. Um, but I mean, yeah, they they are a team that clearly tries to play hard. Um, I don't think at any point you could argue that like guys have been giving up on this team or, or no. at anything like that. 
But it um, sucks to be like at the end of a game, you're one and four, and just be like, ah, oh, they played hard. Yeah, like it's not really a time for moral victories. Um, no, you win, and then there's everything else when it comes to sports. Yeah, right. Like I, I think the Colorado game, someone asked, they asked Shador about how. Like if you're encouraged about how the offense kind of came to came to life yeah. and fought back, and he was like, "Who cares? We lost." <laughs> those are those are my favorite questions because those questions come from media members that have never played. They they always come from media yeah. members that never played like competitive sports or played football, where it's just like at the end they don't care. These players literally do not care about their numbers. They could give two shits if they had yeah, 400 passing yards, four touchdowns, and still lost the game. Yeah, I think I think most players would say they'd rather do nothing and win than do everything and lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, again, it doesn't, the, the rest of the, uh, the season doesn't look great, but at the same time, like we talked about it earlier in the year, teams always do for one. Um, and, and again, I think this team is in every game. So it just seems like it's bound to happen where they have a week where things do go their way. And as opposed to actively working against them, like it seems like they have been and, and they'll surprise somebody with a win. Um, and again, you always got the territorial cup to look forward to. And I still believe that this is a team that can compete against a U of a, um, so it, it again, hopefully, hopefully as the season goes on, things just start getting a little better. Um, I, I think that's all you can really hope for at this point. I still feel like they'll find a way to win a game somewhere. I'm not sure where it will come. I don't have good reason for it. This will be the last game feel it in that my heart. I picked them to win. I I I might pick them against U of A. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But, but other than that, yeah, I mean, if they the had won week. this game, if they had won this game, I probably would have picked them over Colorado. Um, but considering what Colorado did today and what ASU did today, I'm not going to feel good about doing that. That would just be massive hater energy if I did that. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see about U of A. But and I mean, I don't know because if 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 they end up playing a team that ends up having injury problems that doesn't end up playing having a starting quarterback or something like that, then it might change things. But uh, yeah, as it stands right now, they, they, of course they're not going to be favored for the rest of the season. So look, the nice thing about a noon kickoff is that we're not doing a post game show at one o'clock. Yeah, in I the get morning. to go home and like do things. We get to go home, maybe take some OGs. Yes, that's and what I meant by do for things. the rest for the rest <laughs> of the the day leading into to NFL Sunday tomorrow. Uh, I don't know about you, but Max owes me an entire package of OGs because he lost a silly bet in the office. He hasn't lost anything to me, but I do things for him, so he kind of just always owes me. But he still owes me, so I'm still going to have to end up going to a dispo to pick up a bag of OGs because I need some in my life. Or there actually (laughs) might be some somewhere stashed in the office. Might have to go find those. Uh, Guys, OGs has a million and five different flavors that you are bound to love. If you don't like one, like we said, they have a million different options for you. The fruits and the creams, the mixed bags, the red apple, watermelon, peach, blackberries, and cream could go on about the amount of flavors, but each and every one is better than the last. They True. really are some quality stuff. I know there's gummies out there. That they you, won an award. Yeah. They're, the, they're literally they're the Arizona's best. best best edibles. They they won the award from the Phoenix New Times the other day. You know what I'm talking about. There, there are edibles sometimes that you'll take, and they just taste like weedy. Yeah. No, they... they yeah, and I, I mean, like, you know, you get it, I get it, whatever, like, it's, you're doing it, it's almost like medicine for some people, you're just doing it for the effect, you deal with the, the bad taste, but I, I just never understood, like, why not make it taste good? No, these taste like candy. They genuinely taste like candy. I say it all the time, if they were non-medicinal, I would eat an entire bag, and but they are medicinal, so I only eat half of one. Um, I, yeah, 
I love OG's. Shout Check out. out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at OG'sBrands.com to find them at a local dispo near you. You've got to be 21 plus to enjoy responsibly. You mentioned the, the 12 o'clock uh, start time. The year gets later, weather gets cooler, but the sun still shines, so there'll be a lot of earlier games but out in the sun and a lot of home games still to come for the Sun Devil. So if you're going to be out at Sun Devil Stadium, make sure you pack your sunnies, your sunglasses. Your sunnies. And if you're gonna, going to, you got to get them from Shady Rays. Um, best sunglasses you can get. Not only because they're cost effective, but they're also resilient as hell. And even though they weren't resilient as hell, they've got one hell of a, of a guarantee for you. So if you break them, you lose them, you call up Shady Rays, they're going to replace them. No questions asked. Um, and if you're, you know, an in-person shopper, you want to try them on, you can head out to the brick-and-mortar location at Kirling Commons out in Scottsdale. Um, we love our family over at Shady Rays, so make sure you check them out. Um, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. We're going to get back to the game here in a second, but did you see what's going on with the Baylor-UCF game? I did not. Did you see that Stanford was beating Oregon? What's the score? It was 6 nothing. So they just started? No, it's the second quarter. And it's 6 nothing. Yeah. What the hell? ASU might be the worst team in this conference uh, because Stanford just... Stanford likes trying. They, Stanford's, Stanford does try, I'm too. I'm glad we don't have to play Stanford this year. I'm just going to say that because there's no one. Like, there's, you could win that game, and then it's like, cool, you beat Stanford, uh, or you lose to Stanford for two we- weeks in a row. Like, I, I'm I'm happy we don't have to play. I just want to win, man. But back to the UCF game, um, I guess Baylor... UCF was... Let's see. I'm Georgia just, just going to read Brett McMurphy's tweet. Okay. I've seen hundreds, thousands of games, and have never witnessed what Baylor did, trailing UCF 35-7 with four minutes remaining in the third quarter. Bears outscore UCF 29-0 in the final 19 minutes for a 36-35 win. Holy shit. Could be worse. Could be that. That does suck. I'm sad that Georgia won. Georgia. Oh, damn. 27-20 over Auburn. That's worse, right? If you lose this loss is better than than leading 35-7 to hey. with four minutes in the third, right? And then losing. I'll say this. Yeah, no, that's that's brutal. That's terrible. <laughs> um, because I know a lot of a lot of ASU fans are haters, and uh, while I don't necessarily agree with you on this particular stance, I can always appreciate a hater. Jaden Daniels, LSU Tigers losing to Ole Miss, 28-21. Ole Miss has the ball. Two minutes left in the, the first half. Go look up a highlight of, of Jaden Daniels fumbling the football. He got stood up. You could probably just look up Jaden Daniels on yeah, Twitter, and that's ball be went back like ten yards. Out. It was it was kind of fun. That was um, tough. That was tough. But yeah, Sean, it is time for aftertaste. Uh, what Yuck. was fired into the hole below your nose today? The hole below my nose. Good thing I don't have any piercings, because then there could be like a hole right yeah, here. Yeah, no, that would be really fair. really painful to force anything in that hole. Um, huh. Like, um cough medicine but mm. it was a yeah, placebo was so oh, it no. didn't have any positive effects it was just disgusting. are you sick were you sick no no someone was just like take this and i like i didn't really yeah, want like, to and they're like no nah, you're going to and then i did and i was like oh well at least it's gonna help and they're like no <laughs> it's like decaf coffee literally what's the, what's the fucking point why <laughs> like who gives a shit why if you drink decaf coffee you're a fucking psychopath it makes no fucking sense. It's like drinking a non-alcoholic beer. It doesn't taste good. 
What is your fucking deal? But you can acknowledge that some people probably like the taste. Coffee is a little different because coffee, I like I like to smell. Even like the warmth of it wakes you up. Non-alcoholic beer is crazy work. As somebody who drinks uh, decaf yeah, coffee, I knew from that. Time, I knew somebody had to. Uh, sometimes I can't handle the caffeine. Like, so what's the, what's the I, point of the coffee? Because coffee's then? good. I okay. I guess coffee I can understand a little bit more. A little bit more. Non-alcoholic beer. Does not make any sense to me. Oh, Tina's here. <laughs> well, you we know what this. You know what was forced down the hole, forced in the hole below my nose. You know what this tasted like, Tina? Piss. Piss. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Just for you, Tina. Sorry, sorry, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what this tasted like, man. This tastes like. Can I interest you in a O'Doul's? No. This tasted like wood chips. <laughs> just painful. It doesn't belong in your mouth. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck of a woodchuck could chuck wood? That's one of the like, all-time greats right there. Um, <laughs> one of the all-time greats. Wayne Gretzky and the woodchuck <laughs> sentence. All-time greats. No, it, it tasted like it definitely tastes like wood. It's just it doesn't belong. <laughs> just you, you're like, why am I tasting this? This should not be something that I'm eating. It's like you. It's like time. when you walk into a hotel or into a Home Depot and the air just kind of tastes like sawdust. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, I don't really belong here. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what this was. Yeah. It's like, it's like mm, I'm going to go take myself to the paint section. This kind of sucks. bright and colorful, and it does, it's the only area here that doesn't scare me. Sorry, Tina. We had to do it. We had to do it. <laughs> Just for you. Oh, man. Let's go ahead and take a look at the fan flick of the game. This was ASU's first road game of the season. Only four on the year, and we've got this one from, I believe, New England Devils yeah. uh, on Twitter out there supporting ASU at a bar. Just having a good old or a grand old time. Uh, does roll watching deep. the game. Hey man, if if you are gonna watch ASU, uh, you you gotta be drinking at this point oh. in the season. Oh my god, you have to be drinking Four Peaks specifically. Whether that be the Wow, whether it be Kilt Lifter, uh, the Hazy, the Peach Ale. This has definitely got IPA written all over it. Give me that high ABV. Give me that the juicy flavor. <laughs> Love me some never, juice. Never thought I would see that comment in my life. Wood <laughs> greater than piss. Thanks, Tina. Oh, my goodness, guys. <laughs> you know what's greater than all of it? Four, Four peaks. peaks. There you go. It, it, Pumpkin Porter single-handedly is greater than ASU football. Yeah, I thought you were going to say greater than wood. I was like, no shit. Well, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's greater than anything that wood can build. How about that? That work? I, you're thinking yeah you're thinking i mean but, i'm gonna just continue this ad before you kind of ruin it by actually giving me yeah something. that's fair uh guys get in the false state of mind with notes of nutmeg <laughs> all spice and toasted pie crust back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding oktoberfest and haunted brewery tours are right around the corner check out at four peaks brewery at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery you do gotta be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please sean i'm looking at you Drink responsibly. I always drink responsibly. Um, shout out David in the chat saying the real U-Dub, as in Wyoming, is 4-1 now, by the way. Go Pokes. Uh, Josh Allen, David, out. you're not a real. Uh, we need to have, we should have like a weekly U-Dub segment. Just like checking in on the Wyoming Cowboys. Bring in David. Just, just. Just because? Yeah. Because Wyoming is like the most random school on the face of the, in all of Division One football. Wyoming? Yeah. Shout out Xavier Valaday. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out Josh Allen. Imagine if they're on the same team. That'd be pretty cool. That would be really cool. Josh Allen plays tomorrow. He does. He makes uh, some money on it. Uh, uh, actually, get some solid value uh, if you bet on the Bills on BetMGM because um, obviously they're favorited, but they're playing the the, 
the Miami Dolphins, who the Dolphins of Miami, they are good at football, really good, really, really good. Um, so whether you're rooting for the Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills, or you want to bet the Cardinals game, um, if you some for some reason think they're going to upset the the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if you do, I think you're a crazy person. But hey, I thought the same thing last week against the Cowboys. So uh, make yourself some money on BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM, sign up, uh, use bonus code PHNX, and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the full show notes, or check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shano talk about Gambling this Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Sean, final thoughts. Before we get out of here. Yeah, I mean, this team kind of sucks. Um, it's kind of my thought. Like, it's just not, there's not a whole lot to be excited about right now. I, I don't, I, I I don't really know where to go from here. Um, Though it, the only way is up. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got to keep telling myself and the fact that. Uh, Rebuilds are tough. Yeah, I, I just, the thing that's so frustrating about this team is that. I don't think they are bad. They're just playing bad. And so it does keep, I keep going into every week with this feeling of like, if they, if they can put it together, they can play with a a lot of the teams and not everybody, because there's a lot of really good teams in this conference, but they showed against USC, you know, they can hang with USC if they're doing all the right stuff. Um, But it does feel like they have to do all the right stuff. I disagree with what he said earlier about not having dogs in this team, but I do agree with, with uh, Saul in the sense that, um, Oh, fuck, I just completely lost my train of thought. Saul said there wasn't enough dogs. Yeah, but he said something else at the end of that comment. Damn. That's really tragic. Um, I I was I was gonna make such a great point too. I believe it. Let's see. There uh Oh yeah, they need to play perfect and and definitely clean to 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 have a chance. Yeah. Like it is really what this feels like. And so that's the frustrating part, is that like it doesn't feel like they are just like it doesn't feel again. I'm going to use this opportunity to take a shot at U of A. It doesn't feel like those U of A teams. It doesn't feel like there is literally there's no hope and that every week is going to be bad. Your only chance of winning is a team that has half of the roster decimated by COVID. Like it doesn't feel like that. It felt like they could have won this game. It felt like they've had a chance in every game they've played. And that's what's so fucking frustrating about this team. Um, so, so uh, it, it, it is disappointing that they don't as, and as far as the grand picture is concerned, uh, I don't like, yeah, it, it, it is, it rebuilds take time. Like people, someone made a comment earlier about Ray not being able to acquire talent that can perform consistently. Like that just makes no fucking sense. He's not recruiting. And if you're talking about the coaching staff, it's been four fucking games. So relax. Um, if you have a problem with the coaching staff, it's been four fucking games. So relax. Um, as far as the roster is concerned, like, it takes time to rebuild. Colorado had a little bit of a head start because of who their head coach was, but you're seeing right now they're not a fully fledged roster that's going to be able to compete with the top of this conference. Like they rebuilds take time. Um, so I think the program is going to be okay, but right now it's just it's just tough. Uh, Jose said, "Sean, be honest. You didn't think the Cardinals or ASU would compete at all? I did not think. No, I didn't. Did I say that I thought they would?" I, th- I didn't think the car. If you're talking about last week, hell no. I thought ASU was going to compete in this game, but last week I didn't think ASU was going to have a 
damn chance. I thought they were going to lose by 50. And I thought the same for the Cardinals. Um, I was happily wrong about both of them. I mean, after you, I mean, I can't top your last point. So on that note, guys, if you enjoyed <laughs> the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore side as you can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow this guy right here at Sean underscore DePaz. Begging like Bobby is always. I don't know what I'm begging for. I'm begging for likes, but I'm, I'm just begging for something. something. Just please. I'll see you guys Tuesday at 2 p.m. But in the meantime, peace.